Today is August 16th, and the Yankees just lost the series to the Tampa Bay Rays. They lo- they won the first game. They lost the next two. It's bullshit, and it sucks, and I'm, I'm all pent up. Let's talk Yanks. Should I cancel the music on this one? Oh, yeah. No music. Music's done. Okay, for good. For sure no music. Well, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Um, just, just a little insight right now. Jake and I usually have an end-of-series routine, fill out the stats, write down the burns, pick our awards, that sort of stuff. Threw it all out the window because we're both pretty pent up with the end of this third game right now that we just thought we'd cathartic, get it out on the mic. So you're coming into a hot episode. If you fell asleep, you woke up, it's Friday, and you're on your way to work, I apologize for starting your day off with a little bit of rage. But I'm so fired up. First off, this episode, the lucky people that get to sponsor this episode. Episode is brought to you by Ken, no last name. Spike Manning. It's gotta be it's gotta be a fake name. Spike Manning. Sorry if your name is actually Spike. Jake, another dog's name. Next. Jake K. Gregory Henning. That sounds kind of British to me. And Matt Oliver. Cool. All right. Thank you guys for uh, uh, supporting this terrible episode of Talking Yanks, where we talk about the terrible series versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, They are our most latest Patreon subscribers. You can subscribe the next show, which hopefully is a nice one, by joining up today. $2 a month, early access, video access, and you get your name in a hat for a raffle at the end of each month. The Yankees just lost a game. They were down the whole game, Jake. You were watching. I was watching. They were down the whole game. And it, it never felt like we were invested into it because it sucked. It was just boring and brutal, 2 nothing from the first inning, and it just stayed that way forever. Uh, and then and then they load the bases with no outs in the ninth, and you're like, great, we're going to get some magic. The odds of winning went up to 50%. We were down two runs. We had the bases loaded, no outs. I said while I was live on Periscope that we were on tightrope right now, and it was either we get to the other side safely and we just did the coolest thing, or we fall off and die, and guess what? We fell off and died, except we didn't really die, and now we're just laying at the bottom of whatever we were tightroping across, half dead, aching in our misery, because that was brutal. Jimmy, how are you? I'm so pent up, dude. This is the first time I was doing my post game video. If you watch those on Twitter or Instagram, appreciate you. I'm like, I'm like in a rage, Jake. Good. You know what? I drank last night, and so like, so when you're hungover, your emotions are a bit stronger than Mm. otherwise. Whether you're happy, sad, depressed, or whatever, like when you're hungover, I think it amplifies those. So I'm, I'm upset now, and now I'm in a fit of rage, and I want to go just punch things. Okay. How are you? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, kind of similar, man. Uh, <laughs> if if any of you joined us, we did, for the Patreon subscribers, we did a, a Mets, the One Game Met podcast, if you were there for that. Thanks. Um, that was fun as well. Yeah, man, it, every, every time you want to turn a corner and be like, God, I'm, I'm I'm mad at Boone. He's he's got to argue there. Or I'm mad at Cashman. Why don't we have a a solid corner outfield first base guy that we can throw in sometimes? Then the players do this. You got the bases loaded in the ninth, and there's no excuse. You and whatever lineup you ran out there, sure, make your excuses for right-handed Neil and Shane Robinson, whatever. 
you didn't score any runs. You got one run at the end. And it's just, it's not enough. It's not enough. Whenever, whenever you're like, okay, the pitching's kind of doing its thing lately. The bullpen guys are sharp. We got a good start from the starter. The hitting doesn't do anything. When the hitters get it going, it just seems like the pitching shits the bed. And then you start doing the, the Spider-Man meme where you're pointing fingers at each other. And then you end up looking at Cashman. Do you look at Boone a little bit? What power does he actually have? It's just terrible. And I, I kept saying it. The game yesterday was the big one because you were facing two of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball in a four-game span. And when you don't win the ones you're supposed to, you just find yourself in a shit position. And that's exactly what the Yankees are right now. Birds swinging at the first pitch. I mean, listen, base, professional baseball players know baseball better than me. A lot of people know baseball better than me. But here are my thoughts on the matter, okay? It, it's bases loaded. They just bring in a new pitcher. A walk would bring in a run. So right. let's have this pitcher, and you're a guy who can walk. You have a very good eye. Why don't you work the count? And make him throw some stressful pitches. Maybe he throws a ball. Oh shit! Now he's he's got to make sure he throws you a strike. Because get yourself in a position. Why swing at the first pitch there? Yeah, it's tough because again, like it is baseball in the back of your head. If Greg Bird does go yabo with that, we say, oh, that's genius. Greg Bird knew that the pitcher was going to throw a fastball to get over the plate. His first pitch out of the bullpen. Greg Bird jumped on it. But you're you're absolutely right there. You you can't. And it sucks because we we met Greg, and I remember the first thing, obviously, kissing my dog's asshole got brought up because I I was saying last playoffs, Greg Bird. Whenever you say that on the podcast, I just think of new listeners who hear you casually say you kissed your dog's asshole, tail up, and it cracks me up. It was a so bet. If you, if, it was a if bet. you missed Jake that, lost. yeah. I, I didn't think Bird had a chance against Andrew Miller last year. I said, you're putting him in a tough position. He hit the home run off Andrew Miller. I kind of kiss my dog's butt. It's all right. It's whatever. But then we met Greg Bird. That was cool. And the cool thing was, so the dog kissing thing gets brought up, and he just he looked us like straight in the eye. I think it was one of the more like serious moments, and he's just like, I knew I was going to have to face Andrew Miller, so I prepared for what I had to do. And Greg Bird, I'm assuming, came into this saying, I'm probably going to see this sidewinding lefty at some point. And he's, he, you know, there must be first pitch fastballs or whatever it is. So in Greg Bird's head, I'm sure he was prepared to see first pitch fastball. He saw it, he went on it, and he just popped out to third. And you can't do that. Then you, you have Gardner striking out on, I can't get too mad at Gardner, but that was a very bad swing he took at the last. Horrific the, swing. Really weird. And then Romine just straight change up, change up, high yeah. fastball, like we sports pitching. Like that's how like a four year old would strike you out and like the basic knowledge. I don't know, man. They're whatever. I'm not gonna get too much into that because I don't like their their baseball players. They're good, but they're playing pretty bad right now. And it's just brutal. They're just the ending of that just I'm punching my hand right now. Like I am. It's, I'm f- it's for devastating. Real, There's for real, been no magic. I'm pent up. My sisters, they don't understand this. I think it's a, um, I think it's a male trait. I don't know if that's sexist to say, but like you just need to release. I just need to release right now, and I want to go. Like 
I don't know, like break a stick over a tree. That would be really, really good. Maybe I just go get a baseball and I throw it really hard against the wall. That would be a good. I just need after we record this. Hopefully, I come down by the end. I'm so pent up. We're gonna listen to this episode like tomorrow or the next day, and it's gonna be a joke. Maybe the people listening who are listening on Friday, it's already a joke. How like upset I am. Like, yo, John boy, calm down. But dude, this is how I feel right now. That game and that series was brutal. Yeah. And they're still the second best record in the major leagues. And there's still 29 wins over, over 500. And they're still a really good team. I get all that. But the here and now is pretty brutal. Yeah. I mean, what, what have we done since the all-star break? I'm, I'm looking, I'm just looking at the schedule right now. It looks like we're around 500 since the all-star break. We said we basically had to get shot out of a cannon to get going. Um, here's, here's my big thing. And this was my first reaction when we lost the game. Is that no one, no one in the Yankees universe, on the team, in the organization, as a fan base, can talk about the Boston Red Sox. You lost a privilege today. You lost a privilege. You can't. We're not even in the same realm as them right now. We're, well, we're no what? one. No one is to be. F- Right, but that's why get get it out get it out your mouth. You can't talk about Boston. We don't deserve to talk about Boston. You want to talk about how Oakland's playing? Knock yourself out. You want to talk about the Mariners a little bit? Sure, because that's what we're doing right now. We're fighting for a wild card, and like if you can't come to realization with that, you need to. I looked this up today, Jim. Getting ready for this. You want to know? So the Sox are up ten and a half games right now. Yeah. Do you want to know? So today's August 16th. Mm-hmm. So in the Red Sox past however many games played, guess, guess the date of when they lost their last 10 games. Do you understand what I'm saying? How long has it been since the Red Sox lost 10 games? Yes. I don't know, 70 days. It's been since June 28th, I think. And July comes after June for all the people forgetting. So, yeah, that's about that's a, closer to two months than one month. And they have a ten and a half game lead on us. So you just can't talk about Boston. Like, it's, it's they may not lose ten games the rest of the year. And that's, like, not ridiculous. That's legitimately the pace they are on. So Boston's done. Don't even talk at them. Don't look at them in the eye. You don't deserve to. If you have a friend who's Boston... You just nod your head. Yep, you guys are playing great. Cause we're we're not. Go talk to your Oakland and your Mariners fans. Cause that's what, that's you. the realm we're in right now. You're gonna have to come into our house and face us in a one game playoff. Bitches. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're going to Oakland, Jim. Maybe we're going to Seattle. I got places that's to a stay. lot more realistic. I don't want to go to Seattle. You know I hate Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nightmare. One game playoff. Oh my god. All those hardo hipster fans, for dude. One if game. a one game playoff in Seattle, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Ma- I think I think we'd have to buy a ticket just so we could like, ugh, ugh. I don't even want to. Those fans, if anyone yeah. doesn't understand my disdain for Seattle, is they are a community of people who like to cheer to make noise and they don't actually cheer for the sports at all. They're just like everyone. Look how loud we are. Look how loud we are. They're like they literally the most sold. Seahawks jersey is themselves. Right. Twelfth man. That's the most sold Seahawks Seahawks jersey. They're just fans of fans. They don't care about all right. This isn't about Seattle. Yeah. I 
Seattle. And if you're listening from Seattle, we appreciate you. Check out affordablejerseys.com and buy some shirts. Yeah, they, I'm sure. That, I'm sure. Does affordable jersey sell the fan shirt? What a loser shirt. <laughs> Tough. Come on, you can't be buying twelfth man fan. Like I'm a fan of the fans. No, what weird. the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, James. All right, this game. Let's just. Do you have any burns planned? Do you just want to? Speed burn, top of your brain. Um, I'll do some mean, some mean speed burns. Is that what we want? Yeah, sure. Um, should we briefly, for those who aren't Patreon, just talk about the Mets game or no? No, 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 no. We lost to the Mets. They had Degrom on the hill. He's really good. We didn't. Our pitching was bad. Like Keith, that. Keith Olbermann was worse. Oh my god! Ugh, I forgot about that. Now I'm like really mad. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Burn game one. Jay Happ versus someone yeah. from the stupid Rays team. On your mark. Yep. Get set. Burn. Game one in the Bronx. Jay Happ on the mound. He actually pitched really good, so I'll be nice for this. Jay Happ went seven innings, one hit. Uh, so, yeah, good job, Jay Happ. Hicks, Hicks had an RBI single. Romine hit a homer. He's still, like, really cool in our books. Willie Adamas homers. Greg Bird double to center. Yankees win 4-1. Happ to Batantis to Chappie. Who cares? <laughs> Hap was good, man. I don't. Hap was really good. I, dude, I was so excited because I've been defending Hap just because, like, what's his name? Uh, George. No, Lance Lynn has been getting so much love, and yeah. Hap Hap should be getting just as much, if not more, love. Um, so that was good. The highlight from this game was the Rays pitched the guy named Jalen Beeks, and that was just cracking me up that that's a human name. <laughs> Jalen Beeks. Your name's Jalen Beeks. Okay, Mr. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dellen let up his first home run. Didn't matter. Uh, we can talk about Hap a little bit later when we get to individual player awards. Yeah, there was a there was a funny stat I saw from KT Sharp. All of Dellen's given up four homers this year, and it's all been to the first batter of the inning. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I think they just jump on a fastball. <laughs> yeah, they're just. <laughs> They're they're praying up there, and if they get one, they get one. Um, yeah, Hap Hap looked good, man. This is what I was saying last start. He went what six and three, and I was like, I I think this is kind of <laughs> J Hap's baseline. And then he came out and he did this. Um, man, just lefties at the stadium, and he's doing his thing. He feels like the only well, him and Lance Lynn, him and Lance Lynn are the only one with fucking magic right now. Tanaka pitched pretty well. Yeah, I mean he got he got t- touched up in the first inning, which is tough. But that's yeah. tough because of the way this team is made up. His final line's good, but yeah, early runs are almost it's devastating. The te- the team's like done. I'd rather I'd rather him give up three runs in the sixth inning and have like a quality start, six innings, three earned runs, then go two runs in the first, and you know what I'm saying. Like I'll yeah. take an extra run if you get let it later because give us a chance to get a lead because this team as soon as we're down we're down. Lineup Bad. wise, um, I have one issue. He put the good lineup out. My dad pointed this out to me, and it's something I complained about in Boston. Late in the game, right? Right. He takes Andujar out, puts Shane Robinson in right, puts Neil Walker at third prioritize the good defense right right for the last two innings that's good strategy defensive replacements i i agree with that 
Sure. Why doesn't he also then prioritize good offense for the whole game? It seems counter. It doesn't seem to match up. Like, oh, you're going to prioritize good defense for the last two innings? Smart. Why didn't you prioritize, you know, the good hitters for the whole game? Dude, the rest stuff is out of control. I mean, we we officially caved on it a little bit ago. And, like, there is just, now there's this little fucking sliver that they're hoping to hide behind that if the Yankees do make a postseason run, they'll be like, well, this is why we rested the guys throughout the year. Well, you know what? I hope you guys are fucking right, because if not, you look like idiots right now. Am I cussing? You're cussing a lot, Jake. The, the, we believe that our process will pay off. Well, it better. Like, we're at the point where it better, because like you just said, I don't know, maybe you rested, you just gave up every game. We'll see. Well, we might come back and be like, okay, yeah, it worked out. So, blah, 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 blah. so the second, right now, the, the rest second, stuff is so stupid. The second game, they throw Tosho in for Glaber, who was slumping. So can like, I get? Can I? Can I? Can get I get it? Be mean about Torres. I love Torres sure. in the clubhouse. Morale, good. He had a terrible incident with his family. I'm happy for him. I'm so happy Torres came back and just hit like four weak infield ground balls because that's the guy. People are idolizing, <laughs> like like putting on a fucking pedestal. This Yankees fan base and Torres is insane, man. Yeah, because Judge likes him. Like I get he's that friend, he's, he's fun friends in the with clubhouse. the quarterback. Man. I bring him up in September and just don't play him and put him in the clubhouse. Here's here's my thing. So you play him in game two to rest Glaber, I guess slumping Glaber. Sure, knock your socks out. Whatever, don't care. So, dude, the third game today, it's Snell on the mound, who's literally Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec, literally the best lefty-on-lefty pitcher in the game. And you have Greg Bird and Didi out there. I mean, they're basically dead ducks. But like, I, but I, but I, we've been saying we're doing play your this, good guys. If we're doing this crazy rest schedule, which they're still pushing, bench one of those guys. Today's the day. Today's the day. Yeah, I mean, but but we did want them to play their good players all the time, and they did. But you're right. If you're going to rest them, that... If you're going to rest them, that's when you do it. Yeah. I feel like a young, sexy Don LaGreca right now. Oh, dude. Well, you go take your headphones off and throw them away and storm <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, what's not contrived? was really that mad oh go to therapy then because you're fucking cool. weirdo <laughs> get it figured out figure it out uh <laughs> let's burn game two game two sure on your mark oh be, oh oh this is great this will lead us into another great rant go go game yeah, two this uh, is fun this is get get ready to hear who started in game two if you don't know on your mark get set burn Jacob Ferry on the mound for the Rays against Luis Sessa. That's not a mistake. Luis Sessa is starting games in August for the Yankees. Again, look out for Oakland and Seattle. Luis Sessa's on the mound. Rays strike first. We're shocked with Sessa on the mound. one nothing from a low single. Good for you. Andujar homers. Kind of cool. Hey, Choi Fielder's Choice RBI. Kiermaier singles to center. Malik Smith, he hits a home run. Why not? That low guy gets one. Your final score at 6-1, Rays. Let's go Rays. 
three innings pitched, five earned runs. Louis Sessa, baby. I said this on my post-game recap. Should, do I, I think I'm going to stop telling you what I already said elsewhere. I'll just hear, just hear it for the first time on the show. I think you and I both say that too much. We tweeted this or we said this because we don't want people like you repeating yourself. But I think we got to stop doing that. That's a side note that I could have said before or after the show, but I slipped it in right at the 22-minute mark. No, the, the PMT guys mention their tweets and stuff because not everybody sees it. Yeah. This, if the result, if the bad result isn't surprising, following along, Jake, like if Sessa yes. gives you three innings pitched, five earned runs, and you're not surprised by it, you're like, yeah, that we knew that could have happened. Right then why risk that happening at all? Yeah. Why no, I mean, pitch Sessa? Chance Adams couldn't come back up because of the 10-day rule. I I forgot about that yesterday, uh, the, when I was yesterday or whenever this game was. Sure. So Chance Adams couldn't do it for the 10-day rule. Sheffield, I don't I don't he, he I think he couldn't do it cuz he pitched Saturday, right? Sure. So, so they were kind of stuck. Then it's like Sonny Gray. I'd, I'd, I'd take whoever the AAA pitcher was who lined up and pitch him over Sessa. I think it might have been Sessa. Damn it. That might be why they put, I think they were handcuffed. Yeah. But you can't let Sessa start. Right. That's partially on you for being handcuffed. It, well, like, no, they fucking could have done any of that. They planned it. They they yeah. they put CeCe on the DL, so they could have used, and CeCe's start didn't come up till later, so they could have used whatever starter. They could have pushed the Cece, the spot start back and had Sheffield fill it. They might have been able to pull it, push it back and have 10 days and have Adams fill it. So, yeah, no, I'm right. They, why did you yeah. let, why did you choose Sessa when the, the, the bad result is, isn't surprising you're like yeah that that was part of the risk well well then choose someone who's got more reward if they do good and like you know chance if he gives you that bad line you're like all right that sucks it was his second ever start you know so you'd stay in the same place but if he does well then we found another guy because Sess is not the guy so what's Again. like? What is Sessa pitching good in that game? What does that get you in the long run? Nothing, because it doesn't change who Sessa is for three years. We know who he is. So why, why throw? It makes no sense, Jake. It's so stupid. So Sessa was three point one innings, seven hits, five earned run. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to know his start before that? What was it? Three point two innings pitched, seven hits, five earned runs. Almost the exact same line. Dude. And that's that's just backing up your argument. I mean, that's that's what we've seen from young Louis this year. And he does look like a Latin Andy Pettit. And we like that. Yeah, he's, he's kind of attractive. His pitching is not attractive. Pitching Dude, not attractive. I don't, Except don't that one batter a game. The moves they're making are of a team that, well, they're out. So they're not chasing the division. So it definitely feels like these games... Just we, all we have to do is keep the lead. And if they're punting and saying just keep the lead, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to come to grips with that. It just. But if you're punting, then just do Sheffield. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Why, why does Sessa pitch that game? You know when Domingo finally lost it and they sent him down the day yeah. after? And I was tweeting. I was like, this better be the last time that Seth's Domingo runs out. We can't risk this anymore. Right. 
That should have went for Sessa as well, but this better be the last. If there's another spot start that comes up, it it better not be Luis Sessa. No, it just feels nuts. It feels like this team values rest more than winning. Yeah, like like the playoffs are given, so just be rest. But yeah, and I don't know. There may be something to that that. We're just angry in, in the moment right now and screaming and yelling. There, so there, there may be something to it, and there, and there may be something to Boone's calm demeanor that may translate better in the clubhouse. And Girardi was too tight. It, but right now, it just really, it really isn't sitting well right now. They're, uh, they're, I, I think the phrase that became popular on the internet was the, the ass in the jackpot phrase. From the umpire with Noah Syndergaard, yeah. It's come October... Whether it's one game or five, six games or seven games or ends up being fifteen games, whatever it may be, I mean, everyone's everyone's in the guillotine, man. Because if with guillotine the rest is a crazy stuff, invention, guillotine is crazy, and I'm glad I. We should do a I, we should do a laughs from the past episode on the invention of the guillotine. Before that, it was just the dude swinging a sword, and if you knew the person that was getting murdered by death penalty, you would pay you would tip the the axe murderer guy. There's a name for it. I can't think of it. Executioner. Sure. You would tip the executioner to sharpen the blade, so it wasn't right. so it Clean wasn't cut. like blunt hits to the back of your neck. We should do a laughs from the past on the guillotine. It's a really cool invention. It was the most humane invention of its time. How about that? Pretty nuts. All right. Uh, so, um, if you don't know, we have a history podcast called "Laughs from the Past." Check it out if you want. Back to back to our heads being in guillotines, ass and jackpot. Your regularly regularly scheduled programming Tuesday, um, Tuesdays every Tuesday. You said it before the year, and I kind of did. I did kind of like a shrug, saying you're you're kind of right, but I disagree a little bit. Because you were saying it's it's World Series or bust after what we did last year. And in my mind, I pictured a season where the team improves. You know, they they can still put in a great effort, get to the World Series or the ALCS, and just run into a better team at the time. And I, in my head, I was like, mentally, I wouldn't be disappointed by that. At this point, with all the rest and what they're going for and not trading for a waiver wire bat, which I don't know if we want to have that discussion right now, it's... It's just, yo, you when when we come back to look at this year, you better hope a lot of good stuff happens in October. Otherwise, people are gonna go nuts on you. Yeah, yep. All right, let's go. Let's let's burn game three, and then we'll get to awards. I have no awards planned. I had nothing planned for this whole show, and I've gone into like seven rounds. We, mi- so. we missed a game. Am I doing? Am I doing the last game? Yeah, burn it, baby. Go race. <sighs> Go Rays. Talking Rays, man. There's got to not be a Rays podcast. Someone asked me that. Like, are there podcasts for every team? I was like, probably not. I think like probably like five teams have podcasts. Yeah, there's a few out there. There's not a Rays um, podcast. No. Fan, po- fan podcast. All right. You're up. Ready? Burn game three. Are you prepared? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. On your mark. Two. Burn. Tanaka versus Snell in the Bronx. Snell on a 75-pitch pitch count, so let's get to him. Nope, he goes five shutout, two hits, six Ks. He looked great. He is great. Tanaka gets bounced around in the first. The Joey Wendell off, ball off the wall scores 
Malik Smith. Tommy Pham doubles off the wall. Uh, they get a guy out on the bases. That was an ugly play. It's 2-0 Rays. No scoring until the eighth. D-Rob not looking as sharp. He gives up a run on a little safety squeeze. That's fun to see. Giancarlo doubles. Hicks scores. Yankees load the bases in the ninth with no outs. Looking for life. Sergio Romo on the ropes. They bring in Kolarek, the sidewinding lefty. Birds out first pitch. Roma, Gardy's out. A lot of pitches, but just fucking ugly. Romine totally lost on the sidewinding changeup. Yankees lose 3-1. to one. They lose their first series at home in 12 series or something like that. Tommy Canley came back and looked okay. Back to you guys. Ugh. Who's that tightrope walker I hate? Oh, that guy that does like <laughs> a tightrope thing Nick, once every Nick six Walenda. <laughs> Walenda, yeah. Splat and died. All of our, all Yankee fans. That's did what your dream. Nick Walenda, what Nick Walenda has not done yet, but his the relatives have. Nick like all his relatives died out, in a right? tightrope walking accident, and that's what he does. It's like home, tough family job. Do you think it haunts him that he hasn't died yet? I think there's part of him that. Like uh, Lieutenant He's Dan needed to die in battle because everyone before right. him died in battle. You know, you idiot farce, I was supposed to die. Yeah, Nick Walenda, yeah, he thinks he's supposed to die in a tightrope. Remember he did like the Sears Tower in Chicago blindfolded? It's like, we're yeah. rooting for this guy? Like, why are we just rooting for idiots now? Yeah. All right. Uh, Boone, uh, Bird just had a really bad uh, quote, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I, I just saw that, too. Is, we're sure that's real? Yep, it's real. Um, he said, we've got a good team. We just got to keep standing up for each other and fighting. And then I want to hear how he said it. They asked him about his struggles. He said, I'm just happy to be playing. This is the most amount of games I've played healthy in a season. That's uh, a totally... You could say that a few different ways. I got got to hear his tone. Because there's a way you say that we're... You're being tongue in cheek, and you're frustrated that they're asking those questions. You're just dodging questions, like I'm happy, I'm healthy. There's a good group of guys. Keep it moving. Yeah. Or if you're just like, "Whoo, <laughs> knock on wood, another loss, but Daddy's feeling good tonight." Yeah. There's a couple. I gotta hear the. I can't just go off just the words, which is what all people in the world right. do they just go off the words no you i gotta hear the tone so i i won't be able to hear that until after the we done recording but that's sure. uh not the best looking quote no to- totally not you have any problems with in-game decisions for game three shane robinson in the lineup guardy sitting versus snell so i mean the, the, the problem said, isn't if that gonna, if you're gonna play toe put him out there toe you know toe doesn't play the outfield no, bench Didi or Bird. Oh, and play Gardner. Yeah, you have the toughest lefty in the league against the mound. I think, and with the ways the way the Rays match up, I think Didi got all lefties and Bird got all lefties today. Um, so yeah, and I mean, if you're if you were gonna get Torres a game yesterday, you know, and we're we're all worried about saving everyone's health, why aren't we? This was a prime day to give Didi or Greg Bird a rest, and you didn't do it. Yeah. So, so what? What are we, what are we doing here? 
Tommy Tight Pants comes in. He looks pretty good, hitting 98, throwing nasty change-ups. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, could have used him yesterday. Right, right. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. I fully think, I don't know where I'm going with this. Like, the whole, have your team, your bench guys, your bullpen guys, and keep your team. Our fringe players, the 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 constant up and down, Tyler Austin, Luke Voigt, Shane Robinson, Jace Peterson. Who else has come up and down? Just guys. Wade, Clint, Wade, kinda. Clint, Wade. Um, McKinney. Just the yeah. constant of the <laughs> Drury. Drury, the constant bench just flowing in and flowing out. I don't know. CeCe says the clubhouse is great, but like, just so much just doing so much and man it is i <laughs> i went digging today i had a little bit of a weird day i got pretty drunk last night me too like just just out of nowhere me just too kind of blind just blindsided me a couple dosekis um but so i ended up i was looking at last year's series oh so here's here's the part I was missing that I should have started this with. If you're looking for a happy podcast, which you might need after this, go listen to the R2C2 with one they Frazier. just did with Todd Frazier because that, that was really good. It it kind of started a little slow. I thought Todd Frazier was like playing up New Jersey too much a little bit. Then I think Eduardo Perez like flashed his balls or something because they all lost it for a little bit. And then they just started being really good. They were talking about the brawl, and like it, it was good. So go my, listen to that after this if you need to be cheered up. My favorite thing was Todd Frazier had nothing nice to say about yeah, thumbs-down guy. That was hilarious. That was hilarious, talking about Guardian the fight, like how, how they could recollect like their actual Little League stuff was pretty badass because that's like normal people do that. <laughs> and you wonder if you're a professional athlete, do you still remember that? Cause you hit major league home runs, but that was super cool. Anyways, go listen to that after this. I think one of the huge things that Todd Frazier said that really resonated with me was that all those guys on last year's team knew their role. That's like what I'm to, saying. Like to a T. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Judge had established himself. He was the heart of the lineup. He's he's the right fielder. Hixie, you're out there for defense and trying to get on base. Do whatever you want. Just play good defense. Ellsbury was hitting better. They played Hicks every game pretty much because Hicks's defense is what they wanted. Guardy, you know your role. Lead off. Fight off pitches. Play great defense. You could do that around the horn. Every position, everyone knew their role. Even in the bullpen, dude. Tommy Canely pitched in Game 7 of the ALCS last year, and we've just had him buried in the minor leagues for a couple months. I know there, there was some arm stuff, but, dude, we thought it was just eligibility stuff for a little bit. And, yeah. I mean, he was putting some numbers up on the gun. So, so here's my thing. Who on, on this team right now has their lane? Like, fully. Stanton. Stanton does. Didi. Didi does. I think Hicks kind of does. Hicks kind of does, but he jumps around the lineup a lot. Yeah. Some days and they Gardy, count on him. Guardy is getting tossed around a lot. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes Hicks is the leadoff guy where, 
you just want him to get on. Sometimes he's three hole where he should be driving in runs. Sometimes they, I'm when this lineup is fully healthy and right, he should be somewhere between one and six, something like that. Which again is a tool, but also just the whole know your role thing. You know, is Miguel Andujar and Glaber Torres are they rookies on this team? Like head down and just march forward and do the best you can. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Or are they our clean-up glam hitters and the new stars of this team? Because I don't think they know. Yep. So, I don't know, man. I think that was that was the biggest thing I took from Todd Frazier, and it really resonated with me just because I remember we you you would phrase it perfectly. You were just... <laughs> I, was, I was impressed by Todd Frazier's defense, which he had a nice discussion on the pod about that was pretty cool Scott Rowland um but uh we were impressed by his defense last year but the way you said it you were like just keep (laughs) just keep the train moving man like you're you're involved in this cog get on base or if you want to hit your homer cool but just just keep it going whatever you have to do like Todd Frazier would have been leaning into pitches last year which we were begging for from the Mets game from the Mets game on Monday night, Todd Frazier would have leaned into pitches. That's all I'm saying, in a positive way. <laughs> Let's move into awards. Uh, awards are brought awards. to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Your finest and cheapest shop for Majestic. No name on the back. Yankee jerseys, they come from a manufacturer in Pennsylvania. They'll ship them to wherever you want to ship them, as long as it's legal, I think. What terrible ad read. On terrible recap of yeah. a terrible series. Uh, go to affordable jerseys. Buy buy a jersey. Buy an Oakland or a Seattle jersey. No, Jake. No, buy take buy it. Buy Yankees jersey. Buy Yankees jersey. That's yeah. what I meant. Okay. God damn it. Uh, Close. Awards. It's not Sunday. It's Thursday. So you go first, Jake. Who's your pride of the Yankees? I think in my head there's only two legitimate options, and one's not full-on legitimate, so I'm actually going to take that one and I think pass the other one to you. I'm going to take Austin Romine. Nice. I just I just gave my spiel about knowing your roles and staying in your lane. Austin Romine has that. You were the backup catcher. You played well. You've earned a little more playing time. Gary got hurt. Now you're the guy. He's doing his thing. He came in. He got the pinch hit single today. Yeah, he struck out against the loogie, but... Everyone got out, so that's not on him. He hit the home run in game one. Yes, he he hit the home run in the first game of the series, the game we won. Um, so I'm gonna give Romine love, man. He's been he's the only one. Well, we've I've been doing this spiel a little bit right now, but who's like who's overachieving? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Red Sox won a game yesterday with two solo home runs from their Sandy Leone and a pinch hit one from Brock Holt. Those are guys overperforming their weight. And uh, Romine's been doing it. I, I have no complaints with him. Okay. It's fine. I didn't even see him. I didn't do the stats for the offensive stats, so I didn't know. All right, so I'll give my I'll give my pride of the Yankees to uh, someone just DM'd. Oh, never mind. Uh, I'll give my pride of the Yankees to Hap. That's the no-brainer. Hap pitched really well. Uh, you brought up everyone's love for Lance Lynn. I, I said Hap's a boring pitcher, and I mean that as in the in a complimentary way. Not mm-hmm. a lot of strikeouts, like a 93-mile-per-hour fastball. The stuff isn't crazy. 
just do just knows how to pitch, has a plan. He put men on base every inning, got got out of it fine. You it never felt worrisome where like Sessa comes in, it's worrisome from the get-go. You can just tell he's searching. Hap's never searching out there, it doesn't feel like. Right. And maybe I'll appreciate this more when uh your boy Jordan Montgomery comes back in twenty twenty, maybe. There is something beautiful about a pitcher that can pitch and it I don't know, I feel like a double play used to be a goal <laughs> for like a pitcher and a team. Yeah, well CC still does that a lot. N- n- yeah, and again, someone who knows how to pitch yep. and n- non non really strikeout guys, but with all the defensive adjustments and how guys are trying to strike out, I feel like inducing double plays isn't as sexy and like what it used to be like that that was part of like Andy Pettit's game plan yep yeah was inducing double plays so I don't know Hap I think you said it the best he's in control out there if there's runners on first and second it's it's a blip on the radar it's okay I still have to go out and execute he's he's he was he was a good grab Good get. He's uh, someone responded and said his boringness and stability counterbalances Lance Lynn's machismo. Right. It's like, yeah, it's a good point. Half's a little creepy, but stable. Lance is a little gross, very masculine. Todd Frazier said he thought Lance Lynn looked better with a beard and it looks bad clean shaven. Wholeheartedly agree. Disagree, Todd. Yeah. It was El Um, Grosso with the beardo. Really, I just want to get this out of the way because it's kind of been on my mind, and I hope it's wrong. This is scary. Um, well, Lance Lynn gets a start tomorrow. We'll see him against Toronto. Lance Lynn bounce back days are a thing now, so hope hope he does good. I don't know. La- last Lance Lynn start, he was just struggling to get through like every inning, and I was wondering if he if he kind of came into the Yankees super hyped and was over pushing himself a little bit. I, it, it's just a weird Jakey take. We'll, we'll see what he looks like tomorrow, but all right. Um, be, be good Lance Yankee motherfucker. Who you got Yankee, you Yankee motherfucker. Um, Hmm. Where do I go, Jim? No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it to Cashman just because you, you know what? You can't you can't control a Judge and Gary injury, and I get that. And they're supposed to be two of the best guys on the team, and that's fine. They're out. It is what it is. He can't control the Red Sox. They're playing incredible. That's putting this kind of shadow on this whole Yankee season, which is pretty tough. But I know what he can control. He can control Louis Sessa's start in mid-August. He can control Shane Robinson starting 11 of the past, like, 20 games or something like that. And then I think he came out, and there was some quote that the the Yankees the other day were less likely to get involved in this, the after-trade market market, which I saw a couple people ask about that. If you clear waivers, um, it's basically the league saying that you're a player that's not good enough will still let you be traded. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to kind of add... Add to it. That was a little bit, little layman's terms. Or your, or your contract sucks, like Verlander last year. And so here's, here's the one thing before I lay into it. The Yankees are eyeing the salary cap. They've got a little bit of space on that, so it's not like they can just take on a big contract to get through this year. It is worth it to get under the luxury tax. Um, you save a ton of money. The Yankees will be willing to pay in the next couple of years. With all that said, how is there not a better corner? 
corner outfield, first base option. Jimmy, you know what the the other thing? I looked up two things, two things before we started this. Yeah, you want the first one was when the Red Sox had lost their last um, when they'd lost ten games since, which I almost forgot of the stat because I was so angry. I think again it was like June twenty eighth, like a month and a half. Okay. What's the other thing you looked up? I looked up who the Red Sox traded for Steve Pierce. And it was Santiago Espino, a 23-year-old meh infield prospect from from the Sox to the Jays. We know what Steve Pierce did to us, and that's fine. Man, what would the Yankees do for a Steve Pierce right now? For some corner outfield, first base, for something like that? Higashioka, I'm sorry you, you're not losing games for us. They punted on Kratz too early. That was a cash thing. Kratz, Kratz could have been doing some nice stuff for us. Love to have Kratz instead of Higashioka. Luis Sessa getting the start. We already did that whole thing, so I'm not going to deep dive. Hell, if you're going to give Sessa the start, give Sonny the start. At least he's supposed to be good. Yeah, at least he's and been he, good. And he, <laughs> a little while back, he'd been good. Did you hear the um, quote from Sonny? They asked if he's working on anything to no. like get back in the rotation. And he just said no. <laughs> I think they told him that he's done. He's bullpen, and that's the end of his season. Maybe, and that's maybe that's why part of why they didn't give him the start, which is would just be even more stupid. I don't know, man. Uh, Shane Robinson and Higashioka in the lineup today. Sessa on the mound yesterday. What are what are we trying to do? This is why we don't have the right to talk about the Red Sox. Cashman right now is getting out GM'd by Dave Dombrowski, who drove the Tigers right into the ground by just throwing money at it, thinking that was a solution. Now they're a fucking hot mess. And hey, he kind of did the same thing in Boston with J.D. Martinez, highest payroll. But guess what? Some of his little shit is working out too. And Cash is usually good at those little moves. Right. That's usually Cash's niche. But I don't know if it's the... If he just thought this team was going to come together more or if he is all in on rest and doesn't care about Boston and all that stuff or if he just he really didn't think these depth things would be an issue. But we're here and it's August 16th and you could still go out and get a Curtis Granderson for what? What do you really have to give up for Curtis Granderson? Don't know, man. Not a lot, probably. Not a lot. Not a lot. I I doubt it's even a top... I was going to say top 30 prospect in the organization. But it, it very well could be. Just to get a serviceable bat, serviceable bat in there. And guess what? And something I'm kind of excited for, because there's one thing... The short bench kind of sucks. The short bench sucks if you're losing a baseball game. Yeah. I know that's that's not a hot take. But the Yankees will be able to add a bench guy, maybe two, come the postseason. And, like, you could, hey, if Curtis Granderson plays well, he could be a pretty nice weapon against right-handed pitching. I don't know, man. It's, uh, everyone's on Greg Bird. There's, there's first base slash corner outfield guys out there. Go get one, man. I'm sorry. I complimented him, I think, last show or maybe two shows ago. Because 
God, imagine where we'd be without Lance Lynn and Lance Lynn and Jay Happ right now. That being said, I, I, just holes, man. And I, I someone, <laughs> someone came at me on Twitter today because I said, well, I won't, I won't say too much, but a, a certain manager I thought could have gotten tossed today, and like, why not? Maybe you provide some energy for the team. And someone was like, "Yo, SMH, they're critiquing every move this guy does." And I was like, no, it's just a, a freaking low-risk, high-reward thing that if there was an opportunity to do it, it was right then. I I can't even say Luke Voigt's name. I mean, that's that I, okay, falls okay, on okay. Cashman. I, I'm with yeah, you. I'm, I'm doubling out. down on the motherfucker because I had Cash and Co. for the decision to start Sessa nice. for the Luke Voigt saying he's relevant. That's that's not on Boone because Boone doesn't know why they're playing Voigt. Right. And he just has to tell the media anything. So he went with, we're trying to keep him relevant. And then they send him down for all the weird nonsense, especially for choosing to start Sessa. It's Cash and Co. for the rest, for not getting a corner outfielder. I think they honestly thought Judge would be back quick, and they didn't know Giancarlo's hamstring was going to be tighten, so they didn't know Shane was going to have to start as many games. I think they're genuine and they're honest, So, but I'm giving a motherfucker because, like, well, it's your job to be prepared for these things, and when you traded away the farm at outfield – you should have next thought, okay, if something happens to Giancarlo, let's make a small move to prepare for that. Right, and did you see the his first time running the bases today? Hammy didn't look great. No, he's pulling on it all the time. It's very scary. Hammy didn't look great. If that guy goes down, we're royally fucked. Oh, yeah. And we're, you know, I, we're I, we're the rest team. Let's rest everyone, but Giancarlo, slap Tape that bad boy out and let it rip, kid. Because they have to. What? They have to. If they bench him, what's our lineup? Yeah. Well, and you are. So, all right, let's um, let's move on to regular old awards. Regular old awards. You huh? go first. Do you have any ready? Not really. I'll 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 dream something up. My first regular old award. Oh, God, who do I want to talk about? You know what? I'll I'll take I'll take a cheap one. I'll uh Okay, slumps over, kid. Award. Glaber and, and hoping pray- that it slumps over. I'm praying that goes to Glaber. He he slapped one to right field. It was kind of it was the nicest moment from today. Marcus Timms, the, the hitting coach, was like huge smile on his face. They had they had the big righty shift on Glaber, and he went opposite field, and it wasn't beautiful, but it was a hit. And just hopefully that gets him going, man. It was a it was a bad swing that turned out lucky. But you know that's baseball a little that bit. That is baseball. That's baseball. But I mean like you knew you hit- they were gonna throw those and you knew he was gonna chase. And it just right, happened to, to be five feet higher than an out. To a degree, that's what he had to do. He's getting those wiffle ball sliders. That side of the infield's open. Just take one and go with it. And you're he right. Did. You're right. You're right. I really hope he's out of the slump. Um, you you can see it wearing on him mentally. We've talked how he do, he has a bad, sad puppy dog face. Seeing how happy Marcus Timms, the hitting coach, was for him while the Yankees were still losing in the ninth. Let's me know that either Marcus Timms is a really chill guy or 
the, you know, Glaber has been working on it, and it's clearly that it's been getting to this kid. And Kay's been saying, Kay said it on the broadcast, what I said, or maybe it was Sterling. I listened to a little bowl today. Dude, Sterling over Kay all day. So Sterling. He's awesome. That's, um, the, that's the very easy decision. Yeah. Um, but they said today, like, he's, he's a young kid that's run into a slump for the first time, and the world isn't what it used to be for the first time ever. And I don't know if... If he gets going, oh, what was uh, Sterling was talking about Stanton batting second, and he was saying how much more how much more effective it was having Judge or Stanton two hole when we had Andujar and Glaber towards the bottom of the lineup, and that's that whole keep the train going pretty much, and that yeah, was the I'm, whole idea. I, I I wanted to keep them down there for that. It's cyclical. The lineup gets cyclical yeah. then. Um, and I hope that when Judge and Gary gets back and they're playing, that it, they do it does happen. Anduar can stay a little up, but I think Glaber should move back to the back of the lineup, not because you put your worst hitters at the back of the lineup, just because I loved how it was cyclical. Like, you had your mashers. Like, your Hicks and Bird can be six and seven. And pe- people are going to say this is, like, rude to Glaber, but I, I gave my whole know your role, find your lane speech. Tell Glaber... You're the second baseman. You're batting ninth. Anything you do offensively is a bonus for this team. Go out there and play good baseball. Because that's what he came in with, and that's when he was playing his best. When he started getting moved up to cleanup and stuff, that's when we started seeing the wheels come off. Yeah, so, and, and post-injury. All right, find, all right. Find next award. Next, next award. One. This is the uh, second time this award's been given out. Okay. It's the Mr. Pickoff Award. Nice. Previously won by Sonny Gray in episode 119. Now, the winner of Mr. Pickoff goes to Tanaka. Struggling? Putting guys on? Don't worry. I'll just pick them off. Pick the guy off first. Pick the guy off second. Love a good pickoff, man. Nothing more demoralizing than a runner who just got to tuck his head down and run back because he got caught sleeping. So, those are two fun moments of a game. Yeah, I I was on with I was listening to Sterling for the second pickoff and that was pretty badass. He uh cuz Sterling was giving this whole speech, someone got up Holder got up in the bullpen and he was talking about how it was a hot day in the Bronx, 93 degrees, Tanaka's had to work a lot and then Tanaka picked him off and like just Sterling's way with words is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's his job. Someone tagged us in the bird thing. Do we want to listen to it? Yeah, I'll, it's a minute 19. I'll I'll play it. So I can hear it or no? Here you go. I mean, I can play it too. I'm playing ball every day, and I'm happy about that. Um, there's always dents and dings, and everyone's got that. And we're, we're on a long one right now, and it's it's life. So um, we come back tomorrow, and we compete. That's it. we got a great team and a great group, and, and uh, just got to keep standing up for each other and having each other's back. Is there frustration on your end? There hasn't been the consistency this season? Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I would say so, but um, I told them I'm, I'm just proud to be playing, to be completely honest. I'm, I'm proud to be putting on this uniform every day and going out and playing. Um, it's the most games I've ever played in the season, so uh, I kind of look at it like that, and that kind of keeps me going. What do you think? It, it's in the middle for me because he was fending off questions, and he said a lot of the right things, like you just got to keep working on it. People are nicked up. He was he was slightly too cheery about being healthy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, not 
not should get slaughtered, but you're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird because, you know, you, you, some, the healthiest, something like, healthiest team in baseball. You got to be a little upset with your lack of play. You, yes. you just have to be, you have to throw that out there. It wasn't the full on Sonny quote where like, it's not like he says, no, I feel good. I look good out there. It's not that level, but it, it is a, dude, I don't know, man. I, that's the clubhouse that they want. That's what Boone right? is preaching. They have a fucking millennial clubhouse right now. Like, it's brutal, man. Stay status quo. Don't get caught up in the swing of things. But like Glaber said, you know, I, I'm maybe I'm trying a little too hard. Uh, I really just want to help this team. And like, yeah, you, you, maybe Bird could have thrown some of those out there. He says that, yeah, he's frustrated. He's proud to put on the uniform. He's proud that he's playing. It's th- that one line isn't good. So yeah. the, the fact that he came back with, uh, it's the most games I've played in a season. Yeah. That was, that's a bad, bad line. Um, yeah. That's yeah. I, I don't, I'm not upset with anyone who's upset with those comments. I don't think it's the same level as the Sonny Gray, Ian Kennedy comments where you say right. you're playing good when you're actually playing bad. He said he was frustrated with his performance. It's a weird, just like a weird vibe. That's what they want in this clubhouse. That's what, that's what the status quo is. Like, that's what cash sounds like. That's what Boone sounds like. No one yeah. is panicking or upset. Dude, we need a, we need a major league, the movie Major League, where like they just, you throw them on the shitty plane. Like the, you know, take Fortnite out of the freaking locker room for a week or something. Like, it's it's too pretty boy right now. I'm sorry. It just it's too much. I understand it's a new age of player. You want to keep everyone happy and healthy. You also got to win baseball games and play play well. That's the number one goal. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. All right. Uh, do you have another award? Uh, my other award. I don't know, man. I feel like we have to talk. Anduhar and Bird, do I do I dive into Bird a little more? I'll I'll give Bird the. <laughs> I feel like he's been covered already. Yeah, well, I'll just I'll just finish it off because I think there's only one other guy. I think you might talk about him. I don't know. Uh, I'll no, just screw it. Play better, Greg Bird. Um, I'll give the. <sighs> what are we going to be saying about you in three years? Award. I got that Didn't... once. You didn't see that shit coming, did you? All right. I have that on my mantle. Who do you think that's going to? Um, Anduhar. Anduhar. Because he has been hitting really well. Um, he had two hits the first game, two hits the second game. And did he have one today or no? Um, no, he didn't today. But um, he feels like a threat, which is pretty cool. I, that that was a big thing for you and me when we used to talk about some of the matchups, like who in a lineup actually scares you. Right now, if you're the other team, Andujar is like, whoa, we got we have to be careful to this guy. They talked about it on again, I forget which broadcast today. I think it was the main one, but they compared him to Adrian Beltre, or actually that might have been R two C two as well. Hey, I think he's got all the tools. He has a great arm. He can pick third base pretty well. I'm I'm interested to see if in three years we're going to be saying, wow, Andujar is a really good defender, or if we're going to say Andujar is not really a third baseman. And I I don't know. That that depends on work ethic and how how this stuff gets to him. Like today, the he threw, it was a bunt. Was it a bunt or a tapper where he threw into the runner at first base? It's not an easy play. No. 
I, I more than admit that. That's, that's a tough play, especially with his arm angle, which is going to get critiqued on that. But that's a play that you either you learn from that or that play kind of haunts you. The next time you come in for that play, you're, you're either thinking, okay, I fixed this, let's do it, or you're like, don't hit the runner, don't hit the runner, don't hit the runner, okay, hit the runner again. So I'm just interested to see. He has all the tools. He, he clearly does. And again, he's, he is a rookie, and you pick out the rookie's flaws more than some of the other stuff. But I'm, I'm interested to see, to see how it lands. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've exhausted myself. But yeah, um, I think, you to, I think he doesn't have man. it in him to be a plus defender ever, and we just got to hope he becomes a good defender. Okay. That's, I, was, I know you're not a gambling man, but if you, if you had to bet gun to your head, per se, haven't done one of those in a while, huh? Mm-hmm. If Andujar, in three years, would, will Andujar be a plus defensive third baseman, average, or minus defensive third baseman? What would I'll, I'll go average. I, I'm going to hope he improves, but I don't think you can just become a plus defender. Right. I like, mean, that's... Like his reactions to his right are just bad. I think good fielders just innate. It's like there, like plus plus yeah. fielders. I think yeah. he can work himself up to be an average, fine third baseman. Okay. My uh, award was going to be to Andujar. So now I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to give the happy to see you award. Okay. Gary? We did see Gary running, but I, no, I saw he's not I saw the Gary award. doing your dream job today, which is kind of cool. Uh, dude, I people call him Gary Fat. I don't even <laughs> get it. Just yeah. don't even get how that is a thing that this fan base just has latched onto. Yeah, it makes no sense. Did you see I responded to someone? Mm-mm. Oh, you know, I might I might want to give an award to some people on Twitter, and it's no. What, nope. I'm, what I'm giving the happy to uh, encourage that. happy to see yeah. your award. It's going to Tommy Canely, not yeah. Tommy Canely. He looked good. Supposed to be a clog in the bullpen, like a like a main arm, and uh, hopefully he stays around this time. Like, would you be shocked if they sent him back down? I wouldn't because I don't know what they're doing with him. Hopefully he stays up, and he looked good. He hit ninety eight, and his changeup was dirty, so he looked good. So, dude, I, I mentioned it earlier. He pitched in Game Seven of the ALCS last year. Like he was huge for us last year, and now while we've had a semi-struggling bullpen, I'm I'm not going to be too dramatic about it. But yeah, dude, Tommy Canley was a huge piece of the team last year. He was supposed to be a huge piece of the team this year. So yeah, hope you're good, man. You know what? I was is is driving me insane. I think I've said this before, Jake. Say it. Say it, baby. Neil, when he got that big walk to walk the bases loaded, he's pure sex. And he's then he, the purest. And sex then he clapped. He fired up clap. You know. Yes. So I tweeted it out and I said, "Love it." The emotion from Neil, you know, the clap. Sure. Love it. Bases loaded. Love it. They lose. Someone searches back the old tweet, throws down a "This aged well." Yeah. I think yeah. I might start like if you. Use the term "this aged well" on a non-prediction tweet. I might mute. I don't block people. I mute you forever. It's the most obnoxious, yeah. annoying thing. I was like, Neil showing emotion. I do love that. I still love that. This this hasn't changed with age. Someone else did it to me the other day, and I said, 
Sessa's going to need to go five because our bullpen's taxed. Cole threw 35 the other day. Sonny's not that great. So Sessa needs to go five. Sessa didn't go five. Got a, oh, this age poorly? What are you talking about? Exactly right. what I said came true. We're in trouble now because he didn't go five. People are just using that phrase willy-nilly, and it drives me crazy. And even if you think you're doing it as a joke, like now you're just going to do it, muted, instant. I hate it. Good. I just Good. hate proud of you. just like the dumb colloquialism of like people. Like Gary's fat. Like, no, he's not. Look at one picture of him not in uniform. Yeah, Gary's Gary not fat. Yeah, so I opened up with a long upset rant, and I'll close it with a, with that little mini upset rant. Hopefully we're back next episode with a cheerier, cheerier tune, because it can. Baseball emotions are fleeting. Yes. And if the Yankees throw down against Toronto and have three good games and win the series, we will be back happy and cheery. Baseball emotions are the most fleeting of emotions, and the emotion right now is... F- so frustrated and angry. Got any closing words? We have 16 games before the at Oakland series. Again, against some of some of baseball's worst. Toronto, Miami, Baltimore, White Sox, Detroit. When we get to that Oakland series, which we'll be at, by the way, talking Yanks in the box. We have some spots open in the suite. If you want to join us in Oakland in the suite, talking Yanks suite, join Jake and I for our Bay Area listeners. Buy a shirt from TalkingYanks.com. Use the code N-Y-Y-O-A-K, New York Yankees Oak, and that'll get you a free sweet, free food, free drinks, sweet. We've got at Oakland, at Seattle, at Minnesota, and then it's all AL East from there on out. So we've got six games against those two other teams I kept mentioning that are going to be going for the wild card. In these next 16 games, we better see something from this team otherwise that could get ugly really quick that could get ugly real quick um i'm trying to think player wise i think the only other guy i wanted to mention and it's with tommy canely coming back um and i'm i i'm bringing this up because i kind of need you to walk me off the ledge a little bit d-rubs lost it a little bit man is that, is that too dramatic or no? Yeah, I think that's too dramatic. I I mean, he's not having like his best season. I think I think he's still pretty good. Why did he do bad again today? He gave up a run today. They he gave up the run in the 8th inning to make it 3-0. Man, it's just even his mannerisms. And I know what it is. I'm partially spoiled from last year because he went nut job. He was 35 innings, 103 ERA. Yeah, 52 year, appearances, uh, 10 of them he's given up a run. And one, two, three, four times in 52 appearances has he given up more than one run. Uh, I don't think his. I don't think he's been. I'm just saying with all the power relievers that are out there now. Last year, I saw Robertson, and I was like, he could very well be one of the best setup men in the game. And right now, I just feel like he's not close to that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. My my confidence in D. Rob isn't isn't wavering. I just there was one pitch today that I think he threw like his good breaking ball, and the batter didn't even offer at it. And I, you saw him do a little like, no, <laughs> that that didn't do anything for you. <laughs> 
Come Which on. I, I, I might look that up because it was it was actually kind of funny. But uh, I think of of everything we discussed, that's the only other thing. Um, dude, the Boone ejection. I, he had the perfect opportunity to get ejected today. It's what I, I don't believe like, in that. I, I didn't believe in it when we were playing well, so I can't still believe in it. I understand you want to get fired up. And you want to see more fired. But the play with Andujar and the tag play where he ran home, the ump's right. And once the ump says, well, that's an appeal play, like he's... Well, th- that's not what I'm talking about. You're talking about Giancarlo bad... Yes. Oh, I was going to give the umps an award. That's right. what I had planned. The Hey, you big dumb idiots award. Yeah, to the umps. Tough series. The brutal series for umpires everywhere. Yeah, uh, Giancarlo should have gone third. Boone should have like yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I, that's here's here's what super. I'm saying. It's super petty to me because I under I understand exactly what you're saying, and you are right. But Boone only has so much power, actual power on this team. We agree on that. Yes. The people want this so badly. I don't and Boone care knows about it. That. Boone knows it. You you can't manage but for the fans. you're in you're in the middle of a rally. You find one of the kind of gray areas of baseball. The umps make a terrible call. Giancarlo shouldn't have been awarded third. You can argue it a little, and he did. If Giancarlo did get awarded third, the Tampa Bay manager <laughs> kind of has to get <laughs> tossed because that would be a, sh- a shitty call for him. Yeah. But here's what I'm saying. It was the eighth inning. You have a rally forming. You, you've got an inning left of baseball. Why not? Just let it rip for that one day. And you know what? If you do spark the Yankees, holy shit, you did it. If it doesn't, well, then, hey, you've just proved all the people wrong. So, like, there was nothing to lose. Like, just go in. Get the stadium loud. Let's shake up a pitcher's emotions. I don't know, man. I, again, I'm, I'm with you. Like, that's not make or break or anything. But yet, it was on a platter, Booney. Like, yeah, I think I think it, you could time. feed emotion into the stadium, and then maybe into the game by getting ejected because the stadium does love that shit, like Roman Cathedral death stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, someone's yelling, great. Um, but I, I, I can't be the person that gets upset for a manager for not throwing a tie. Like sometimes Girardi would do those, and it was embarrassing. Right. But Sometimes I mean, like, hey, like Girardi, I, like you're not this angry. This is a facade. I know. And, I, and that were. like didn't sit well with me. So there's a middle ground, I guess. Uh, I can't. I, I feel you. I, I would have enjoyed it, but I can't. I just that doesn't that rings really petty to me. And, and you're right. It is petty. But dude, if that stadium started rocking in the eighth inning with a runner on second, like I, I don't know. I don't know if that does mess with the pitcher. I don't. You know, it in theory it does nothing and it does look silly. Man, just as a fan base, what you know, when Cora got tossed, the Red Sox fans loved it, and I know you didn't love it. And I get it. It it is what it is. But think about what we would be saying right now if Boone got tossed and we did come back. We'd be saying, Oh, Booney showed a little fucking fire, and so did the boys. You know? Yeah, we, so yeah, that's yeah, you're right, you're right. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's the end of this episode of Talking Yanks. If you made it all the way to the end, really appreciate you. I think a lot of people, you know, the Boston episode when we got swept, a lot of people listened. It was our most single series recap listens. People do like to commiserate on these terrible ones. 
I think this is the most angry you and I have been. You were dropping some F-bombs, Jakey. Yeah, I, I ran hot for a little bit there, but we uh, kind of wanted that. That's why we did this. Yeah. Yeah, this is the most pent-up anger. Bases loaded, no outs, those at-bats. But we move on. Toronto, let's uh, Lance Lynn bring some sexy into our lives, and let's start winning again, I guess, because still second-best record in baseball, 29 games over 500, all that nonsense. Just, just, just start winning. Just start winning. Stop losing terrible games. All right, that is the end. You got any final last words? Give, give me some magic, man. Anything. Magic, anything. We do have new Disco Neil shirts on sale that are really, really magical. Yeah, go, go like that. Go grab yourself one of those. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.